everyone. Welcome back to the Preacher Dad Podcast. I am the Preacher Dad, and you can find me at PreacherDad.com, where I blog on everything from parenting to politics to preparation to alliteration. <laughs> so there you go. I, uh, I know it's not Fatherhood Friday, but I just wanted to share a couple of funny ones with you today. <clears throat> what do you call a fly without wings? Well, it's a walk. A fly without wings is a walk. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right. Just a couple more. Uh, let's see. How do you make a waterbed more bouncy? Uh, well, you just add spring water. <laughs> yeah, spring water, right? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. <clears throat> um, here you go. I just spotted an albino Dalmatian. It was the least I could do to help. <laughs> All right, I'll give you a minute. I'll give you a minute. Yeah, I spotted an albino Dalmatian. Exactly. So, and finally, <clears throat> classic question here. Um, I ordered a chicken and an egg online. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, folks. It uh, has been a, a little bit of time here since my last uh, episode, and I apologize to all you faithful listeners out there. I wanted to bring you a little word of encouragement today. Um, <clears throat> there's been some encouraging things happening, although there's been some stressful things happening in our, our family, but uh, our garden is looking fairly decent, and that's encouraging. Been already harvesting some squash and some radishes, Potatoes are about ready. It's just encouraging to see the fruit of your labor. And I suppose that's in some ways a little bit why it's uh, been somewhat discouraging um, as we labor for the kingdom. Sometimes it's hard to see the fruit of your labor. But the Bible says, Grow not weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. You can't just... We couldn't just, uh, you know, be discouraged over the lack of fruit after just a couple of weeks. We have to have to do the work. We have to uh, not give up. We can't just sit down and just watch the garden grow uh, without weeding it or without watering it or without working towards it. And uh, I think that's, uh, that's true in the spiritual realm as well. We have to be faithful to water, to weed, to be diligent in the tending of the garden, you know, the, the garden that we live in, the, the life that we have, we have to be willing to tend that garden. So, uh, you know, I just, I guess I want to encourage you to be faithful, to be faithful in the well-doing. You know, the Bible says in Luke chapter 16, verse 10, I, I'm not going to be able to quote it, but it says basically, whoever is faithful in little will be faithful in much. And whoever is dishonest with little things will be dishonest with much. So, <clears throat> you know, Jesus is telling us, you know, if, if, if we're not faithful with what he has entrusted to us, then we will not be faithful with anything else. Um, you can't grow in your uh, trust 
without being faithful to the trust you're already entrusted with. So what, what this comes down to is, um, you know, the things in your life that seem mundane or they seem small. Um, you know, my, uh, my family doesn't my family doesn't do uh, a lot of big things or what would be considered big, um, at least not to the world outside of our home. And I'm also against this idea of, you know, uh, us four and no more, or, you know, uh, just those of us in our little circle and we don't go outside of our home to minister. We need to be seeking to go outside into the world and minister to those in need. And that's what we're actively praying and asking God to bring our family opportunities for that. But, you know, we also need to be aware of the fact that the little things done in the home make a long-term, big-time difference. And, uh, you know, what I mean, to illustrate my point, I was sitting there preparing for this podcast, and I looked out my window, and here in Georgia, we have a lot of kudzu. And if you've never been to Georgia, actually, there's some uh, in other parts of the eastern United States as well, but if you've never seen this, it's hard to maybe picture it, but kudzu is a is a vine plant that just sort of covers everything. If it, if it starts to grow, it will cover entire buildings, entire trees. It will just completely overwhelm. And this particular spot where I was, the kudzu was coming out. Uh, it was covering the grass, the ground. It had grown up all around the trees. It, has, it was coming into the parking lot that I was sitting in. I mean, it is just it just grows everywhere and overpowers things. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> it's not that hard to control it if you catch it early. But if you just let it go, it takes over everything. It takes over everything. Kudzu didn't start out as this giant mammoth blob that took over everything, all you know, like a a wave of green plants. It starts out small. It starts out like a seed and then a tiny plant and it grows and grows and grows. And you know, I think that's been happening in our nation for the past maybe 50, 60, 70 years. Things have been growing and growing and causing greater and greater troubles, um, deeper and deeper problems. And uh, just, just in my lifetime, I've seen uh, the advance of gay marriage and, uh, you know, uh, accepting of uh, homosexual lifestyles as the norm. And uh, once they had gay marriage, I just thought to myself, you know what, it won't be very long before uh, transgenderism is going to be the next big battle that they fight. And here we are. Uh, a few years later, transgenderism is a huge issue now. And it's, uh, it's a very important battle because, um, you know, now we're, we're abusing children and we're doing it because there's a lot of money to be made by uh, gender affirming whatever they think they feel like they are. Um, and it's not just uh, one or two genders anymore. It's, now it's like over a hundred different, quote, genders 
and I'm not sure how you can, you know, they're just completely redefining words now. But anyway, you know, more and more people are turning to not only transgenderism, but LGBT, etc. Just, just all of that stuff, they're turning to that for affirmation. Why are they doing it so rampantly? Well, I think in many ways for fulfillment and for meaning and significance. They're not finding meaning or significance in their life elsewhere because we teach them from the time they are, I mean, before kindergarten, we are teaching children that they are a cosmic accident and that millions of years ago, uh, you know, a little blob of water and amino acids somehow became alive and eventually developed into human beings and that there's no meaning or purpose in our lives. And that's why, well, that's why you have the devaluation of human life. That's why, you know, with no mooring to to objective truth, with that, with all truth being subjective, now I can just be whatever gender I want to be. Uh, just depends on how I feel today, and because there's there's no objective reality. I even heard that um, we have children now that identify as cats and will purr in response to questions in class instead of actually answering the question, and the teachers are forced to affirm that identity and affirm that behavior because it is a protected gender class now that you can identify as a feline animal. This is insanity. It is just completely illogical and insane. But why do they do that? Because they find meaning in being part of a group that is trying to overcome oppression. They're finding significance. Or at least they're told they will find significance by, well, you probably were supposed to be a man. You're a, you're a young girl, but you are probably supposed to be a male. So let's go ahead and just transition you over to maleness, and then you will find happiness and fulfillment. This is just the lies of the enemy. The lies of the enemy. So what's your point, Jared? My point is that the situation in which we find ourselves in this nation and in our culture and our society, the place in history that we are, and if you're a believer in Christ, then you find yourself at this moment in history on purpose. God did not do it accidentally. And here we are, and it seems like the kudzu of evil is just overcoming us. But I want to ask you a question. What is heroism? What does it mean to be heroic? What does it mean to be heroic? Well, I can tell you that for a gardener, if um, somebody comes along and kills a little bit of kudzu, that's heroic. Uh, you can just clip a little bit of kudzu and you're a hero because you have stopped the onslaught of an insurmountable enemy because you caught it early and you were able to uh, defeat that enemy in that one patch of your garden because you stopped it early and you didn't let it become this overwhelming, engulfing uh, problem. And I think that's what we do when we do the little things. 
you know, you parents, you are out there and I, I, I know where you're living because I, I, I'm there too. And it's very hard sometimes to just to get by. And it just feels sometimes overwhelming and you feel like you can't get ahead and you, you get one thing done and six more things get in the way. And, you know, your kids, they don't stop growing up and they just keep on growing and you just sometimes feel unsure what to do for them, how to help them. You're worried sometimes about their future and uh, whether or not they will be prepared for the, the things that are before them, whether or not they will follow the Lord or maybe they'll fall away from Him. That's a very real concern for the Christian parent. And I just want to encourage you today that you are heroic when you go home and instead of barking at the kids, you respond with a gentle word. You are heroic when you put down your cell phone and pay attention to your teenage daughter or your teenage son and find out what's what's fun for them when you when you basically when you sacrifice yourself when you sacrifice something you want whether it's for your children or for your spouse for a friend or another loved one when you sacrifice yourself you are being heroic you're a hero you're a hero because you lay down and die to yourself that's what's heroism truly is. It's self-sacrifice. It's laying down what I want and doing what is right. That's heroic. And we cannot be heroic without the true hero. The hero of the world, the final ultimate champion, the Lord Jesus Christ. When He dwells within us and empowers us, then we can be truly heroic. It's pretty hard to do it. If you've been trying to do it without Him, if you've been trying to do it on your own, you're going to fall flat and you're going to fail. I can speak from personal experience on this. But if you allow Him to flow through you, to live in you, to work through you, you will find heroism happening over and over. And let me tell you, friends, those little heroic acts of self-sacrifice, when I do what's best for the other, when I help my spouse instead of demanding my, my own needs or when I, um, when I do what's best for my child and not just what they want. Let me tell you something. What's best for your child sometimes is to put down the tablet and to go outside and play. That's sometimes that's best for your child and you need to make them do it. And so, uh, you know, I think that's heroic. And I think that we can all do little things that are heroic that make a big difference in the long run. Because a lot of time, I believe that a lot of the young people today are struggling with this LGBT cetera uh, stuff. And, and honestly, a lot of other sin is creeping in because they have um, struggled to find meaning in their family. Friends, you provide meaning to your family when you show them the love of Christ. You are providing, you are giving them significance when you share with them the love of the Lord Jesus. When you point them to Christ and to His Word.
this is a very important fact too. We have to follow his word and be engrossed in his word. His, his word is our mooring line, our guidance. And we have to remember that that's very, very important as well. So I just want to encourage you to keep on doing the little things. Grow not weary in well-doing. Keep on hanging in there and keep pressing forward because you're a hero. Whether you realize it or not, you're being heroic. So, all right. Well, that's all I have for today. And I hope that you have a wonderful day. i got a couple beautiful little girls running to greet me. And uh, I am going to let you all go because I'm going to get me some lovings from my little ladies. Y'all have a great day. God bless you. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.